I spoke about the need for Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, in my view, to get a bit tougher and in terms of dealing with China, just in the way he conducts himself, the way he speaks, everything about it, uh, just to, to help take the conversation a bit further and then find out whether I'm on the only one that thinks it's. I'm joined by the founder and uh, director of Strategic Analysis Australia once again. Uh, good morning to Michael Shoebridge. Nice to talk with you. Great to talk with you, Bill. What's your position on this? And, and am, am I the only one that thinks this or is it possible? It just seems that he, he doesn't sort of stand up and is forthright enough and we just seem to be getting pushed around and bullied all the time. Well, I think if the Prime Minister had raised the Chinese warship's um, use of its sonar to injure our Navy divers at the time when he had that face-to-face meeting with Xi Jinping in San Diego, uh, he'd be in a far better position now. And it'd be harder for the Chinese ambassador to do what he did yesterday in a big, long speech where he asked us all to pretend that the Chinese warship hadn't done it and that maybe it was a Japanese ship that was quite some distance away. So I think it's good that the Prime Minister has said, well, we told you at the time and we know it was the Chinese warship. But um, having having not been clear himself when he had the chance to talk to, to the Chinese leader, he's now left in this rather silly position. Is that weak leadership from a, from a leader of a nation? Well, I think we're seeing it in other ways. Like We heard from the Prime Minister that he was going to run a really serious uh, cabinet government. But when uh, Minister Wong was going off to Israel and it came out that she wasn't going to visit the places where the Hamas murders took, uh, took place, the Prime Minister said, well, you know, she said her own itinerary, he, he didn't have anything to do with what she did or didn't do. So I just think he's backing away from taking personal responsibility and maybe it's because he's not clear in his own mind what he thinks. Mm, it seems, uh, he seems to be outshone on a, a number. Of, we had a, 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 a caller that, uh, that called in and said if he, he didn't even stand up in terms of the Woolworths, just on a really smaller issue, much smaller issue than something international like this, on, on Woolworths with the flag and the, the merchandise for Australia Day, whereas Peter Dutton came out, took a position straight away, took a hard line and said, you know, boycott Woolworths because it's not right. Um, so the caller said, if Albo won't even take a, a definitive stance on that, how do you expect him to stand up to a power like China? He seems to be getting outdone by Dutton on these things with leadership. Well, there's a real risk when you are a political leader that you let yourself be run by the briefings you get from the departments. And bureaucracies are not known for clarity or taking strong positions. They like to fuzz things up and say, on the one hand this, on the one hand that. It's, it's your own leadership instincts when you're in power that you really have to rely on more. And I think that's what we're not seeing from the Prime Minister. He seems to be waiting for the carefully crafted talking points from his department. On uh, the point you raised earlier about um, the uh, throwing shade on, on Japan uh, over the sonar incident, should Albo, rather than be kowtowing to China, be standing up? for our friends in Japan and standing up for them and, and defending them more? Well, I think he needs to get even more practical than that. I mean, a, a problem is that words don't matter much to yeah. the government in Beijing, but he should uh, immediately reiterate that the way we're strengthening our military cooperation with Japan. And unfortunately, these things are going to take money. 
So the government's budget coming up in May will be a chance for them to show, do their words have any meaning? Will they spend more money on our defence in the dangerous times we're in, including in our partnership with Japan? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mentioned it as well, uh, the comments uh, from Xiao Kuan, I think it was, when uh, with miscalculations in regards to the Taiwanese presidential election and that if... Uh, uh, depending on Australian people, could be pushed over the edge of an abyss. I mean, they just they just talk with so much uh, so much disrespect, and and it's not only threatening, but it's uh, almost demanding that you do what we tell you. Well, this is the real problem that Mr Albanese's got himself in by saying that he has successfully stabilised the relationship with China. China is a destabilising power. They're busily uh, threatening and abusing the Philippines and stopping the Philippines from resupplying people on one of those tiny little islands in, in the South China Sea. They've clearly bribed Nauru to split from Taiwan. And we'll see more of the Chinese military pushing into the South Pacific. So the ambassador yesterday luckily showed us the real face of Beijing. They're a threatening bunch of people who want us to shut up and just go along for the ride. And that, that's the problem. They're a destabilising power. You mentioned uh, this earlier, Foreign Minister Penny Wong uh, in the Middle East and rejected the invitation to visit the sites um, uh, from the October 7 Hamas attack. Uh, overnight, she's met with the families of the victims. Um, it was a miscalculation, do you think? What do you made of the trip so far and in um, the intervention with uh, Penny Wong? Well, I think it's good that she gave some of the relatives of victims some time to talk with her directly. I saw that one of them had said, well, you really can't understand things unless you see the places where it happened. And they said they hadn't understood themselves till they did that. So I think it was another simple missed opportunity. Mm. But the bigger problem that Minister Wong is having is that Talking about the Middle East like it's just Israel, Hamas, now looks like one hand clapping. It's pretty clear that Iran is central to this conflict. Mm. They're attacking Syria. They've attacked into Iraq and Pakistan. They got caught red-handed supplying the Houthis with the missiles that they're using to damage international shipping. And yet Penny Wong can't seem to notice Iran's role in this conflict. Where's this heading on that uh, on that topic? The US has said they're going to put the uh, the Houthi rebels back on the list of terrorist entities, and they seem to be signalling that uh, they're not they're not worried about any of the attacks that are coming uh, over the red the, the the Red Sea. Where's this heading at the moment? Do you think in the escalation terms? Well, I think Iran has been escalating the conflict, and it's been using its proxies, whether it's the Houthis, Hamas, or Hezbollah. Uh, the Americans, though, are willing to do things directly to the Iranians, like that um, boat that they, they uh, boarded that had Iranian personnel and missiles going to the Houthis on it. I think they're, they're telling Iran this could get far more serious for you directly and not just your proxies if you keep doing what you're doing. So that's part of it. And the other part is the Houthis are broadening where they're attacking international shipping down into the Gulf of Aden from just the Red Sea now. That means more ships are required to defend international shipping and the pressure's going to come on the Australian government to revisit that decision. Mm. And the Israel Defence Forces have said the likelihood of war in Lebanon is higher than before. Is that a fair assessment? 
It is, and you can see the Israelis have been moving some of their troops out of Gaza for two reasons. One, uh, they they now need to get into those tunnels and destroy them. It's not so much a massive ground campaign. But the other one is to have forces ready to confront Hezbollah. If Hezbollah uh, change their mind and see now's the time to engage in war. Mm, okay. Interesting times uh, we live in indeed. Thanks very much for your time again, Michael. Thanks, Bill. There we go. The founder and director, Strategic Analysis Australia, Michael Shoebridge, joining us on Mornings. Doesn't paint a pretty picture for the situation over in the Middle East there, does it? But uh, I guess we all knew that. It's just that it's certainly not improving and sounds like it's going to get worse before anything gets better in that part of the world.